Welcome to Shoot the Hostage, I am Dan. And I'm Sarah, and we're a movie show that covers eight films each season, tied together by a central theme. This season, the theme is folklore. We cover everything from explosive action to spine-tingling horror and everything in between. And as a heads up, we don't hold back on coarse language or specific plot details, so listener discretion is advised. This podcast is brought to you by our amazing patrons, without whom the show would not be possible. If you'd like to help out and access all of our bonus content, including new reviews and rap shows, all the relevant links will be in the show notes. And if you're not a Patreon person, but you would still like to help out, you could rate and review us on your podcast player of choice tell a friend and get them to rate and review us as well or come follow us and interact with us on social media mostly instagram x threads tiktok all at sch underscore pod without further delay here's this week's episode we hope you enjoy it and stick around Right, so Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale, which was your choice. Obviously, these were all your choices because it's a folklore. All of them? Did you have no say in this? No. Oh. <laughs> Apparently, I've gone all dictator on you. Yeah. Without realising. I was thinking about, you said the word dictator, so I've got to get this thought off my chest. Oh, God. If there was someone called Richard Potato, you could shorten dictator. that to- Dictator. Yeah, dictator. The probability is that there is somebody in the world called Richard Potato, right? I hope so. Or like Toast of London. But oh, it was the uh, Ray Purchase. <laughs> Ray Purchase. And sure. Clem, Clem Fandango. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like that show. I need to finish it. I never finished it. But yeah, Rare Exports. 2010 this came out. Um, Last episode- That's a weird way of phrasing it. What? 2010 this came out. Why is that weird? Are you going to speak like Yoda going forward? Explain. <laughs> this came out in 2010. Oh, you're meant to say that bit before the year. <laughs> Fucking convention. I can't keep a track of all of the things you're supposed to do in society. Just carry on, Yoda. I just... <laughs> so I was a bit confused in our Black Christmas episode because when we announced what we were doing for the next show, this one. Yes. I was like, I went on Letterboxd and I typed in Rare Exports and there were a couple of choices. And it turns out, I think you said that there were maybe a couple of shorts and mm-hmm. you were correct. There are a couple of shorts. But that's not what we're covering here. But you did watch them anyway? Yeah, one came out in 2003. And it's about... They're both about seven, ten minutes long, I think. Okay. But the first one, 2003, it's done with an English voiceover. It's really... It's quite strange. It's done with an English voiceover. And it's kind of following these hunters, like a pack of human hunters with weapons. Is it the same actors? There is one of them is definitely the same actor. Okay. Because I've seen him a lot of times, but the other ones may or may not be the same actors that are in the main movie. Okay. I don't know because I have a problem with faces, as you know. But what it is, it's following these hunters in like a documentary style and it's kind of oh these hunters are on trying to get this prize and monitoring their breath looking down a rifle of a gun and it says oh what a privilege it is to be aiming your rifle at this 300 year old santa claus okay and it's this old dude there's some old dudes with their todgers out in in this movie so it's we will get to that those people basically it's done like a documentary style they they capture him Mm -hmm. they tranquilize him they capture him they take him to this little room and they slap him about a bit to retrain him i don't remember richard attenborough ever doing this no but um but yeah so and then they retrain him and it's like i go i guess it's kind of like the the last bit of this movie in, in a way and the 2005 one is more like a staff training video or like a proper it kind of feels like propagandary like a verhoven kind of thing <laughs> okay it's it's weird it's definitely done more like a staff training video for the like if you're working for the rare exports company like they're right this is the way to avoid accidents with the Santa Claus. You know, don't swear. If you if one's going to attack you, play dead. And it's like that sort of thing. It's to like, revive, wave some gingerbread around. Yeah, exactly. But they're referencing an incident that happened a previous year. And they're like, well, this is what you don't do in these situations. Right. So it definitely feels like that more kind of commercial uh, staff training kind of thing. And Oni Tamilla, who's obviously in, in the main film, mm-hmm. 
he he was in this second short as well. I don't think he's in the first one, but he's in the in the second one. Um, Oni Tamilla is the child, yes. Oni Tamilla is the child, right. correct? Yeah, and yeah, that's it. That's it on those those two um, shorts. Do you think it was a sensible decision to make it into a feature length? Do you think the law warranted expanding on? Um, if I would have seen the shorts first, my answer would be yes. Oh no. Um, but do you know what it was? I had a weird experience because we watched this film and I, I'm not going to dance around it. I didn't like this film very much. Okay. I thought it was quite shit. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, no. Was, I didn't think it was great. There was oh, some. no. Listen, I'm going to try and find the things that I liked and not be too negative. But on okay. the whole, I thought it was not great. Is this your con air? This might be my con air. <laughs> um, Are you going to be sassy? The whole episode. I don't, well, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> but I think for me, what they set up in these short films, and particularly the first one, mm-hmm. I think I laughed more in that seven minutes of that first did short film you? than I did in the whole of the, the feature length. And it's in that idea of the commodification of a Santa, obviously Christmas in general, and capitalism, and, and the, the kind of the, yeah, the criticism on 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 capitalism i mean That's honestly there. it's it's about time that old white men were sold into slavery <laughs> give them it's, a taste of their own medicine yeah it's <laughs> it, it's a funny concept but um i don't feel like the feature really delivered on what the ideas were doing okay. in a way the feature just kind of really tagged that bit onto the end right so I it just was... felt like it rehashed it whilst giving it just a bit more running time, I guess. I, yeah, I feel like it just didn't really. Well, we'll, we'll get to we'll, yeah. we'll get to our my feelings on the film and why it didn't fully work for me. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed the shorts way more than I enjoyed the main oh, film, unfortunately. No. Okay, well, do you have a synopsis for the film proper, the 2010 feature film? Yeah. Okay. So, letterbox. The tagline reads: "This Christmas, everyone will believe in Santa Claus," and the Santa Claus yeah is there there's no e on the end is there usually an e on the end of klaus do you think it's called do you think he's santa klaus he's santa klaus right? <laughs> no you think he's german santa klaus he might be german it's santa claus claus yeah oh w did you not have a childhood on earth uh i i yes i believe i did <laughs> i believe i did but it was so long ago i don't really remember it okay Right, so synopsis reads, Young Piotr lives with his reindeer herding father in Arctic Finland. On the eve of Christmas, a nearby excavation makes a frightening discovery and an evil Santa Claus is unleashed. Um, spoilers, I would say. You're really doubling down on the Klaus thing, aren't you? Did I say Klaus? You did. <laughs> okay. Because uh, there's no E's. Like, to me, that says Klaus. <laughs> okay. Is it? Honestly, do you spell it's Santa, Santa Claus, Claus. With an, with a, without an E? Yeah. I'm not sure I've ever written down the words Santa Claus. (laughs) Yeah, it shows. Um, So this is a folklore, Sarah. Yeah, kind of. Well, they've they've sort of, they've kind of melded some folklore and come up with their own. Well, I was going to ask you to justify this. Oh no! Because it's a folklore season. Yeah. And you said they've merged a few. What have they? What have they kind of done with the folklores? Well. Look, so I'm no expert on like Scandinavian Christmas folklore, so don't come for me. But it's like a it's a big thing in those kind of countries, isn't it? Um, What Christmas? (laughs) Well, yeah, Christmas folklore. Christmas, like most countries in the world, Christmas is a big thing. Um, Apart from like I don't know China. I bet there's loads of countries that don't celebrate Christmas. Oh, there's probably more countries that don't celebrate Christmas than there are that do. Do you think? Maybe I don't know. I'd be surprised because it's basically a product, isn't it? If there's money to be made, they're going to celebrate it. Yeah, it's definitely a product now. You're right. Yeah, it's definitely a commodifier. It's a commodifier. (laughs) Commodification. It's a rare commodifier. (laughs) And people will try to sell it. Yes. And they'll do a big money and make a big money on people. Yeah. (laughs) Well done. Tune in next week when we're cut. Freeway. You're so verbose. I don't erudite. Know, what does that mean? You're, you're erudite. <laughs> Should we move on? Yeah, I'm um, going to have to look those up later, though. Are they insults? No, far from it. They might be sarcastic, though. <laughs> you're going to ask me how to spell erudite. Um, anyway, so 
Santa Claus folklore. Santa Claus has had many different sort of interpretations. Is it based on that Saint Nicholas dude? No, that was a different guy. Is it? Because I googled the words Saint Nicholas and it was some dude that lived a long time ago. In the 4th century? Uh, wait, was it the 4th century? Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> You're just going with it. But he Let's was, run with that, shall we? He was really nice, is what yeah, people he, said Saint to me. Yeah, Saint Nick was a good dude. And that's all I could find out on Saint Nicholas. Yeah, Saint Nicholas was a guy who lived in, I believe, 4th century Turkey. Yeah. He would give money he would like put money into stockings on the 6th of december bit early <laughs> well so uh, if we if we're really getting into this do you want to like do you want a christmas lesson yes okay so i don't know where the 25th of december comes from there are many different theories online but biblically the 25th of december is not mentioned which is really curious because Christmas is supposed to be a celebration of Christ's birth, Christmas. Right. But the- biblical the- theologists, I can't even say the word, um, it's a Friday night, give me a break. Um, biblical theologists often say that they think Christ was born in March. Isn't that when Easter is? I thought That's Easter- when he rose again. <laughs> That's when he, he rose again? Yeah. That's a whole different story. Is this, this is many years after his birth. Right, okay. Um, I thought Christmas was when he died. No. <laughs> Christmas is when baby Jesus was born, supposedly. So Jesus was born on Christmas Day, but not really. Yeah. Which is the 25th of December. <laughs> 25th of December, we don't know where that came from. Not so, really. But the 6th of December is... That's when St. Nicholas, in the 4th century, yeah. would put money into people's stockings it's almost he was, he was a very much like give to the poor kind of a robin hood type okay although well, i don't know if he stole from the rich <laughs> um either way he sounds like he was pretty nice but it's, he, yeah, it's almost as, as if the all of these things are unrelated it's almost as if it's all fucking made up yeah and nobody really knows um yeah that's exactly it that's exactly it but as far as folklore goes there's a bunch of stuff obviously germany had krampus Krampus Nacht. And Krampus is the goat boy. Half goat, half demon. With the horns. With the horns, horns. yep. Right. Which was supposedly Saint Nick's kind of evil companion. Saint Nicholas. Yes. There are so many blurring of lines. Don't try... Look, this is not... So evil companion in like what they worked in the same like police department and one's a bent cop. And yes, this a was a buddy cop movie right. in the fourth century. So one's good and one's bad. We're like... One of them had hooves. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Krampus was basically the, the dark version and would punish children who hadn't behaved. That's where that whole thing came from. Was it like Santa would deliver... Uh, presents to via chimney to child yes and krampus would go down chimney and remove <laughs> the present from child um more like remove the child <laughs> right so who gets the present um the parents if they didn't like the child <laughs> okay so have, they get a peaceful christmas day have children and then make sure they're naughty the kids will be removed and you'll get their presents or just don't have children and then spend the money that you would have spent on children on yourself. True. That does seem like an easier way of doing it. It's getting to, it's arriving at the same conclusion, but very few steps. I um, I don't, I know very little, I know even less about Krampus than I do about Father Christmas. And that's Look, saying something. I don't know a huge amount, but that's, um, that's German folklore, Krampusnacht. Can I say Father Christmas? You could say that, whatever you like. Is that right to say? Father Christmas? You can say whatever you like. Can I say Faja Christmas? You can say whatever you like. Can I say Papa Xmas? Sure. Can I say Big Big Daddy 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 Christmas? I'd really rather you didn't, but go for it. Can I say? <laughs> <laughs> can I say that? Also, it, it this film kind of leans into the Father Christmas side of things via the setting, right? Yeah, I'm not done though. Oh, right. Sorry, back to you. You wanted folklore. You wanted justification. I'm sorry, folklore me. Go on. (laughs) So Germany obviously had Krampus. They also had Frau Perster, who again was sort of rumoured to eat bad children. I don't know why so many of this Christmas folklore around the world involves bad children being eaten. Well, it's because they want to control the children. But yeah, but why eat them? Like, 
there are few things I can think of that would be less appetizing to me. <laughs> few things I would rather eat less than a child. To, a, to the point where it's like bizarre that that's involved in so many different types of folklore. I guess so. But, you know, if they need sustenance, a child is as good as anything else. If they're not vegan, why not eat a child instead of a pig? I would rather. Eat a child. If it was a choice. <laughs> Human child rather than pig All child. Right. No, of course. I would be neither. I would starve to death. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. I'd have some lettuce and just but they're all, die. But they're all, they're all talking about punishing bad behavior. Yes. So it's all just a way to control. But but the 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 the, Christ, the Father Christmas thing is like just be good and you'll get a present. Yeah, absolutely. Like the it's Scandinavian Scandinavian countries, Eastern European countries, like Christmas was very much a fear based holiday. Yeah, like many like religions. Like yeah, religions. I don't do a bad thing because you'll we'll put you in hell and put a red hot poker up your butt. <laughs> yeah, but it did seem very much like less of a joyous occasion and more of just like you will fucking behave. Yeah, you best believe. Um, my favourite is Iceland's folklore. They have a giant, and I mean giant, Christmas cat. Okay, that- <laughs> like, 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 Black, like Black Christmas. Like, look, um, what was his name? Louis, Claude. Claude, but like times a thousand. Wow, I mean giant. That is a big cat. I don't mean big cat like a lion. I mean like a giant cat, like the size of a building. God, it sounds horrible. Yeah, and that would also eat bad children, <laughs> of course, because that's how these all end. Um, I'm going to butcher this, but the Icelandic name for it is Jullakuturin. Jullakuturin. Mm. Okay. I don't know, that's terrible. But um, yeah, that one's my favourite, obviously, because it's a cat. But the the law that they've kind of created for rare exports definitely seems like a melding pot. Melding pot? Melting pot. Melding pot sounds right. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, an amalgamation, if you will. <laughs> of a bunch of these different types of folklore yeah they seem to have taken like a little bit from all of them but made it santa yeah i mean with my limited understanding of folklores as a general rule i i got that it was doing the father christmas thing uh-huh. pretty much from the get-go i think i don't think there was much question about that krampus stuff was less obvious until the end and I don't really, I didn't know anything about Krampus at all until we met, actually. I, I don't even, maybe I'd heard the word Krampus, but because there was a film called A Krampus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's as much as my understanding went to. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks. But but in, in this one, it's, the setting is in Finland. Yep. It's it's Lapland, which is where, where Santa Claus lives. That's, yeah. In real life. <laughs> Yes, the real life Santa and yeah. his elves live in Lapland. It's it's on the border of Russia. This location where they're meant to be, right? It's yeah. like northern northern Finland. Mm-hmm. A bit chilly. Very chilly. <laughs> yeah. Fucking cold. Apparently not too cold that a small boy can go out in just his pants yeah, on his well, bottom half. Well, he's used to it, isn't he? Like he's he's hardened. I went to Finland and it's the coldest I've ever been. <laughs> and I wasn't even in the north of Finland. I was in Helsinki. You were all cushy and cosy, yeah, and it was I, still too cold. Yeah, I was in the, in the south of Finland, and I was so cold, so God only knows what it's like in the north, on the border of Russia, in Lapland. And the, the mountain thing that they're talking about, where this Santa Claus is buried, uh-huh. it's a real real mount, mountain. With a real Santa Claus inside? Called Corvatanturi. Oh, that rings a bell. What does that translate to? Um, mountain with Santa Claus buried. <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> That's true. I don't know. I, one thing I really like about this film is that so many movies that deal with Santa Claus, um, just Christmas movies in general, paint Santa to be one of two things. A, this jolly old dude who's just here to help everyone out and give all the children the best presents ever and bring families together and all this bollocks. Or B, in and I'm talking kind of specifically Christmas horror films here, he's a slasher guy. He's a murderer. I don't think I've seen anything where Santa Claus is murdering people. Um, we, we watched that Joe Bigos movie last year, Christmas Bloody Christmas or something. It was an animatronic oh, robot yeah. Santa. I remember a, a robot <laughs> Santa hanging off the side of a lorry. Yeah. <laughs> I completely forgot about that, but that's not the real Santa. It's a robot. Well, how do you know? <laughs> I I there isn't a real Santa. You could say that about anything, though. Yeah. You? How do you know? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fine. That's one. But that does seem to be like one of two kind of iterations or, or stuff like Silent Night, Deadly Night. I haven't seen um, that, but I've been thinking about it lately. Or... Violent Night. Violent, well, 
He was more about like helping out and bringing the family together, though. And in, murdering or, criminals. Or, yeah, by br- <laughs> and bringing the family together. <laughs> Not the criminals' families, <laughs> obviously. I don't know. He's maybe more in keeping with this, but that's a very recent iteration. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think I've seen an awful lot of movies with a Santa in it. I've seen a movie with a Santa portrayed by a WWE wrestler. Hulk Hogan. Bill Goldberg. <laughs> is, that a, is that a wrestler? Um, yeah. I never heard of Bill Goldberg. Something Goldberg. I was thinking. I don't. I'm not a wrestling fan. Let's not get into this. I'm. I'm likely to piss <laughs> off a core part of our audience here. Oh fuck him! Brett the Hitman <laughs> Hart. That's all I can think of. He's not Santa. Um. Hulk Hogan would be the most Santa Claus like. Or no, what were those other two called? The Undertakers in the <laughs> 90s. There's one called the Undertaker. I thought they were a tag team. Didn't they have the spiky shoulders? I don't, there I might be another of? one. Look, I think our references need updating a little bit. Either way, Santa Claus has kind of been in slasher movies or family movies, yeah. generally speaking. Obviously, there are outliers, but in general terms. Whereas this, especially back in 2000, uh, 2010, 13 years ago, this was probably one of the first iterations that kind of melded the two together. Sort of a meeting of both of those because there is a lot about rare exports that's actually quite wholesome. I I would actually lean towards it being more wholesome than I I, I fail to see. There are one hundred ninety-eight penises in this movie. Sorry, there are one hundred ninety-eight penises in this film, and you think it's more wholesome than uh, horror? Yeah, I guess so. Um. I don't. I don't see this as a horror movie at all. I don't think it's scary at all. I don't think it's. I agree. Um, I don't think it's scary, but I think it definitely belongs in the kind of pantheon of comedy horror. There's there's a little bit of whimsy. There's a bit of sort of action adventure about it. Yeah. There is a bit of comedy as well. It's, it's like in the first act, I got attack the block vibes. In the second act, I got home alone vibes. <laughs> Okay. And in the third act, I got Euro Trash vibes. Euro Trash? Yeah. Just from all the penises? Yeah. That's horrifying. I don't want to make that connection. I actually like this film. Yeah. Um, but those things, they didn't entirely work for me, sort of being merged together. And I think I'm really having a hard time categorizing this. You're talking about like the horror stuff. I, I can't see. I know you're saying that there's 198 old man dicks <laughs> flopping about in the wind in this. It's not scary it's not like a horrifying time and i guess i don't i maybe i don't fully understand the plan okay and maybe that will because as far as i could tell we'll get into this but uh-huh. the kids have been secured so that the krampus boy can smack them when he gets out yeah he's gonna smack when he's them. thawed he's gonna smack them <laughs> um i imagine he's probably gonna eat them He's going to eat, right, he's going to eat them. I would imagine right. so, yeah. That's a bit scarier than being smacked, I guess. Because I'm sure <laughs> there's just a... just going to backhand them and then move on. Yeah, because I'm sure <laughs> in, the, in the film that someone said, oh, he's going to smack them when he wakes up. And I'm thinking, well, is that the, is he's that the gonna peril? He's going to eat them. Okay. I will say, I've, I've heard the criticism that you've just kind of come out with a fair bit about this film. There are a number of people who... What is it? Well, yeah, there are a number of people who don't necessarily like one half, but the other half of the film really works for them and vice versa. But I would say the large kind of vast majority of people do seem to be on my side. I'm sorry. Oh, that's fair enough. Do you know what did surprise me? Roger Ebert liked this film. Did he? (laughs) Yeah. Do you know why? Why? Because it's not a horror movie. Oh, no. That's You can't win with that. (laughs) I do think I'm going to drop this mic. If it wasn't attached to a boom arm, I'd drop this mic. (laughs) Um, I'm assuming the fact that Roger Ebert liked this horror film, and it is a horror film, was 2010's Christmas Miracle. 2010, man. This looks like it came out in 2002. Do you really think so? I don't think it looks very good. Why? What about it don't you think looks good? I think it, I, I think the opposite. I think it looks pretty good, bar some of the dodgy CGI in the second half. Yes, the dodgy CGI is, is the, uh, the stuff that I'm concentrating on. Because you, you, but for a film with such a small budget... True, true. It was 1.8 million euro, I believe, and it made a lot more. It made like $4 million or something worldwide. So it did it did well, and I, I like that. And it the first half of the movie, some of it, to me, looks quite nice. 
a lot of that is probably to do with location and not having seen a lot of this kind of landscape on film before i really felt the isolation mm-hmm. i felt the cold it reminded me of obviously easy reference but because it's got snow in it 30 days of night oh i thought you were gonna say 30 days of night because i know you like that the thing is a comparison that a lot of people make actually yeah. but um but ultimately i think the first hour of this movie is so painfully slow and then the last 20 minutes is a not very good looking cgi fest when it's just not worth the payoff to me i could not disagree more you find this painfully slow i was so bored watching this wow i was i kind of okay right so it my thought process i gave you my first act second act third act comparisons yep but the, the 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 to go into to a bit more detail when it first started and you get the mountain stuff and you get the guy who's um, been bought a sample of some sawdust and they're talking about oh, something's been stored in sawdust because it can stay uh, frozen longer. Can I'm we, getting like Indiana we, Jones vibes at that point. Right. Okay. So I'm thinking they're definitely uncovering something. And then I I think I even said this during while we were watching it. I thought about the big hole that they made in Russia. And they thought the dragons were going to come out. So I assumed that they were <laughs> going to find some sort of mythical creature or something. And then I started thinking, yeah, it's probably going to be a Santa Claus or something. Yeah. Because it's a Christmas movie. I don't think that's supposed to be like a big revelation. No. But it's just to, to you've got that interesting setup and then it kind of goes a bit dark and slow. And then it takes an hour to get going. And there's just an hour of a kid stapling his advent calendar clothes. <laughs> I'm reading books. He went ham on that advent calendar. Yeah. And and don't forget talking to his um, stuffed whatever the fuck that was. Vupa. What the fuck was that? <laughs> I don't know, but I do know that Vupa means wolf in Finnish. Like the dog dog uh, noise. The dog noise. Yeah. Yes, wolf. Okay. Um. Yeah. It just it was like a piece of cloth with two of those everything everywhere at once bubbleized just <laughs> tapes on it. Well, to me, that sort of suggested one of two things. One, he's insane. No, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna go with the um, the more charitable interpretation, in that he's got a wild imagination. He's infused this lump of whatever the fuck with a personality yeah. and given it a name. And I can relate to that as a kid. Okay, I didn't have very many like elaborate toys or anything. I would gravitate towards. I don't know, a lump of nothing and anthropomorphize it in my own head. <laughs> Maybe not to that degree. I didn't drag it around on a lead like it was a real animal. <laughs> I had a Ghostbusters firehouse. Oh, good for you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Which my mum got rid of. It's a sad story in the end. I got fucked in the end. It wasn't a happy ending. <laughs> I imagine you were livid. I was livid, yeah. <laughs> Worst Christmas ever. Um, but he, you're right. You touched on something there, and he does have a pretty wild imagination. So when yeah. he starts coming out with all of these theories about, oh, I think doesn't he say Santa Claus is here and he's a bad yeah, person? Because him and his friend Yuso, the, which, the mullet, mullet, boy. mullet dude, he looks like the little kid out of Near Dark and River's Edge. That's all I could say. He's the Finnish version of oh, yeah. that little kid. <laughs> Do you just see what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, similar attitude as well. <laughs> Just Smackable. Punk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> little punk. Good at but maths. Yeah, so, yeah, very good at maths. Inexplicably good at maths. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we get the idea that they've they've sort of been spying on things and... They break into going, the, the... Yes, going where they shouldn't be. And obviously when, when it comes to light that all of the reindeer from the, the farm have been killed, mm. um, the kids think it's their fault. Yeah, because they created the hole in the fence and the deer yeah. escaped and they think the wolves have killed the deer. Uh-huh. So the, 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 these people are selling reindeers. They're selling dead reindeers and that's their income that's that's gone. So the kid thinks, oh, we've fucked Papa's income. So let's keep this a secret. Yes. But I it mean... Wa- but it, that, wa- it wasn't them though. It, was it wasn't the, them, no. Who well, it, killed the deers? The elves, I'm guessing. The elves. Why? I don't know. Okay. Why not? They're mischievous. Um. Why not create some they, fuckery? Are they mischievous? They seem pretty low on intelligence to me. They don't <laughs> like mischievous. I don't know if you're a bit crafty and mischievous. You've got to be quite clever and sort of know what's going on. Whereas they, they just seem like they're. Uh, if someone throws a primal. gingerbread man in front of them, they're just running towards it. Yeah, they're primal. They're yeah. like animals. 
I was just wondering what the relevance of killing a deer was. Um, the in in what sense? I mean, reindeer farming is happen? huge in Finland, so it makes sense that they would have like a reindeer farm. Yeah, because they eat reindeer um, throughout the year. Yeah. Okay. No, it makes sense that, that they would be doing that and they would yeah. be farming them, especially that time of year and stuff. Um, I just wondered what the relevance would have been for them to have been killed. Who killed them? Why did they kill them? These um, are questions I'm asking. Because plot. <laughs> okay, <laughs> enough said. <laughs> but there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of dead reindeer. Yeah, like yeah. eighty five grand's worth. They say. And you said you said to me that there are no women in this film. There are no females in this film. This film spectacularly fails the Bechdel test. Well, aren't reindeers that have antlers aren't they female and they're all dead so (laughs) my point still stands (laughs) (laughs) yeah also there is a mother that they talk about in the film well who also is dead so yes we they don't talk much in detail about the mom but obviously there's some history there the the kid is very sad about it the the dad is very sad about it and there's sort of a rift between the kid and the dad which is kind of why i'm surprised you didn't get more out of that because you you kind of love father-son stuff generally Yes. And this is a film in which when the film starts, there's an emotional rift. There's a distance between father and son. And then by the end of it, it's fixed. Solved. Yeah, I guess so. I, I, I know what you mean. And I thought about this myself as well. I do have a real soft spot for father-son st- stories. Even the bad ones I get something out of usually. Yeah. And I, I was trying to reconcile that in my brain on, on this occasion. But for me, I just think it comes back to I was so painfully bored and that's worn out by the first hour that i just was so uninterested by the last the last 20 minutes and i wish that that wasn't the case um on paper it seems like there would be a lot for me to enjoy on this one yeah but it i'm surprised you disliked it as much as you did the the cynical approach to christmas the father-son stuff the isolation like there's a lot of boxes there already ticked for me Mm -hmm. but the execution of it i just didn't care for i thought it was not done very well okay well for you're me, entitled to that for, incorrect opinion but for me yeah you like like you say i'm in a minority you like it a lot of people like it that's fine but it's you're wrong i love it real real life um father son as well isn't it it's oni oni tamila and jorma tamila jorma. jorma it's a it's a family affair it is a family affair I've, i'll go one further <laughs> i'll one-up you with yeah. that okay um jorma tamila is the director's Yalmari Helanda. It's his brother-in-law. And right. Oni Tomilla is his nephew. Okay. And Yorma Tomilla is married to Ida Helanda, <laughs> who is a set decorator. <laughs> and wasn't it brothers that wrote it as well? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it is genuinely a real family affair. It's a, it's a real family ties situation. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah, okay. Which I kind of love because it's, to me, that makes it more obvious that it's a bit of a passion project. Yeah, I mean, obviously they had these these shorts beforehand as well, so they had an idea of what they wanted to make. They were all involved in those things, I assume. Most of them, or at least some of them were. The director went on to make uh, Big Game with Samuel Jackson. I haven't That's, seen that. Honey Tamil is in that as well. Yeah, I, I remember seeing trailers for that, and, and Samuel Jackson is, is the president who lives in a forest, I think. And, <laughs> And the kid has got a the president of what of America, the and he lives in a forest. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he lives there on purpose. I think that maybe his transport was derailed, or like he had a he was flying, and then the plane stopped, and then they like in a forest or something, and this he wasn't supposed terrible. to be there. And maybe it's like a survival thing, and the kids maybe helping him to survive. That's as much as I can sort of piece together from my memory of the trailer. Okay. But then also the director made Sisu, which for us came out... This year? Uh, last year. Did it come out last year? No, it came out in 2023, last year. Oh, God, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, was, got, oh, remember, happy new year, everyone. 2024. <laughs> oh, yeah, happy new year. <laughs> yeah, Sisu came out last year, and yeah. I didn't love that either. I which, again... was sort of straight down the middle yeah, on that one. Okay. I... I I was pretty excited to watch that and I was yeah. a bit disappointed by it. But anyway. there, was a, there was a cool dog in it. Was there? It wasn't just a bit of fluff on a string. <laughs> it was <laughs> an actual one. dog. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was called Wuppa. <laughs> I hope it was called Wuppa. <laughs> um, so let's go back a little bit. I don't want to be too meandering, but I feel like we've glossed over this. The yeah. evil 
American guy who's organized the excavation. The India Indiana Jones dude. The Indiana Jones dude. Right. Um is digging for Santa Claus. He knows that Santa Claus is buried there, or he thinks he is, and that's why they're digging, right? I I don't think it really gives you the answers, does it? Well, You're okay. What I took infer... from it, what I yeah. took from it, is that he knew full well. Like he was one of the few people with that information, and he was really excited when somebody handed him some ice. Like here's a sample of I mean, what frozen water. Has he not seen frozen water before? Yeah. Surrounded by snow. It was curious because that was after the sawdust. Um, yeah. Because they they were doing boreholes, right? And the first uh -huh. one was sawdust. Second one was ice. But after yeah. they did the first one, they went, if there's ice after the sawdust, then we know that there's a thing in there. Yeah. I, 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 I well, who knows? Maybe his mission was to find a, a frozen Santa Claus, given the mythology around the, these, the, the, the film. I mean, yeah, exploring. I don't think he went looking for sawdust. But I, and where he was, like, if you're going to that mountain, then probably he's looking for a Krampus clause. Especially given what you told me the mountain means. Yeah. <laughs> But I didn't, I didn't know any of that information until after I'd seen the film. So while I was watching, okay. I was just thinking, oh, he's just, he wants some treasure or something. I don't know. The treasure know. is giant monster Santa Claus. Yeah. Or, or, I, I don't know. I thought it was some other commodity like oil or... Well, different commodity. I mean, obviously, you, you kind of just... We've seen that trope a million times. And like you've said, you could replace oil with evil giant Santa Claus. Klaus, sorry. And it's the same. Like... His motivations almost don't matter. So that to me isn't exactly a drawback. I don't know. To, to you, it may be like maybe there were too many plot holes or. At that point, I wasn't kind of criticizing the movie. I was kind of more in the where is this going kind okay. of frame of mind. Does everybody else at the excavation site die? Do I remember that rightly or do they evacuate? I may have fallen asleep. Did you do a sleep? I, you did a snooze. I, de I definitely was falling asleep a couple of times. I was finding it very hard Damn. to stay awake. I, so I may have missed this, but I think from what I've heard, they're all either dead or alive. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So helpful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. You did a snooze. Yeah, oh I, did, my God. I did. I did a couple of times, I'm afraid. So anyway... Scooting a little bit further ahead. Obviously, there's some friction between father and son. We know that. Because of dead mum. I thought maybe well, the mum died at childbirth and the dad resents the kid. Wow, that's that's a read that I didn't get, but sure, that makes sense. That was the first thing that came to my mind. But then also you could read it like, is this the first time that they've had Christmas without mum? And that's why it's so awkward between them. That would make sense. It's funny, like a lot of people's read on this is that the guy hates his son and he thinks he's a dick and he's always been dismissive. I didn't get that at all. See, Because there are moments when he's so overprotective. Well, I think... Now we're talking about it. Is there may be the reason that I thought that mum had died at childbirth uh, is because of the dismissive qualities that, or the way that he's being dismissive to his son. He's sort of not really looking at, looking at him in the eye. He's sort of looking away and thought, does he resent him a bit? Oh, did mum die at childbirth? That's that's kind your of brain's where my just brain filled in the to. gaps there. Yeah, a little bit, but there was no information given, so who fucking knows? But again, we didn't need it. It wasn't important. It's a film that's like 80 minutes long. We don't need that. It didn't. It felt longer than 80 minutes. Oh, God. I could not disagree more. This like breezes by. It's a drag. <laughs> okay. But yeah, there are moments when the dad is so overprotective, like always telling the kids to get back in the house, shut yeah. the doors, batten there's, down the hatches, like stay safe. There, there's a point where the kid walks into the abattoir where his dad is hacking a, a pig. Yeah, uh, I didn't like that. Hacking a pig apart, which look pretty real to me i guess yeah um but he tells the kid to close his eyes so mm -hmm. there's that he's he, you're right he's being he's very shielding protective from... and shielding the kids yeah. yeah which uh, like you know i, I guess if he, he didn't care then that those elements wouldn't be there i didn't think that he didn't care i just thought that maybe there was a bit more yeah going I... on there a bit more gray maybe she did die at childbirth but obviously he loves his son so he resents his son but also he wants to protect his son there I did, but that I guess a lot of that would have been the connection between real life father and son, and that is maybe the strongest part of this film was was those two together. Yeah, 
for me. I, I really it, enjoyed their relationship and kind of the ambiguity surrounding it. I would say my read on it is a little bit more along the lines of just generational differences. Like they don't understand each other because the kid has such a wild imagination and the dad seems so painfully pragmatic and very much about kind of rearing animals, killing them for meat, selling them, doing whatever he can to sort of make a living. He's very sort of staunch and manly and, and the kid is anything but. So I think there's just like a misunderstanding there. They don't really see eye to eye. Yeah. But then by the end of it, he kind of sees that his kid, oh, you know, he was talking sense the whole time. Maybe having a bit of a wild imagination and embracing a bit of whimsy isn't all bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's not and also bad the reading. kid kind of steps up and saves everyone. So in a weird way. <laughs> we'll yeah. get to that. We'll get yeah. to that. So the part where they find everywhere I've turned, they refer to him as the Santa. In the, you know, the trap. But the uh, old mate, um, Sisu, he, he set the trap yeah. with the pig's head. The in hole it. in the ground, yeah. Uh, yeah. And they find... The elf fell in it. The yeah, but everywhere I've looked said the Santa. They all call him the Santa. But are we on the same page? Yeah, but they, 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 they... He's an elf? But at the end of the movie, they make him into Santas, so... But at this point in the film, are we supposed to assume that that is a Santa and that they're correct? At this point of the film, if you're watching it for the first time, I think you're meant to think that it's a Santa. Right. Okay. Because the kid's constantly going, there's a bad Santa and he's looking at me through the window and he's not a good Santa and he's bad and I don't want him to come. But why did he staple the 24th of December shut? Because that's not Christmas Day, is it? Is that when Advent calendars end? Maybe. Do they have a 25th? You don't have a chocolate on Christmas Day. Is he thinking that you're going to get know. fucking enough chocolate? On yeah, <laughs> I think so. so you've had you've had one chocolate a day in the lead up. Now fill your boots. Yeah, shut up. You've had enough. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think sellotape's going to do much, but I did quite like the um, symbolic foreshadowing. <laughs> in terms of, um, in terms of the the giant Krampus Santa at the end was in the hangar that had a big twenty four on the door. So they've captured Santa that's not Santa that's actually an elf. Mm -hmm. And find out that he was trying to steal Pietari and replace him with the most hideous sort of straw child doll that I've ever seen in my life. That was where the horror comes in. That was hideous. Yeah, I remember seeing. I remember someone picking up a straw doll thing and go and like looking confused, but I can't remember why that was. So because you, <laughs> you'd now, probably napped in yeah, between. Yeah, probably. So you mentioned that now is me thinking, oh, that's when they stole the kids. They put that. They would put those in the beds as though the parents wouldn't be able to differentiate the yeah. actual human children from weird straw dolls. But it's the elves that did that. Yeah. And doesn't one of the dads say, "Oh, the kid, the the kid." Did that so that he could go out. Yeah, they find out that Yuso's gone missing. Piatari finds out. Is Yuso the mullet boy? Mullet, yeah. Right. <laughs> and the dad, the English-speaking guy, his dad, is so unconcerned <laughs> about yeah. his child, which I think is actually quite a nice sort of comparison, a nice counterpoint to um, Piatari and his father's relationship. Yeah, he's quite overprotective in, in, in a way. And the other guy just doesn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, somewhere in the middle of those two is the correct yeah. way to do it. <laughs> no helicopter parenting, but also care a little bit, you know. Literally helicopter parenting. Yes. <laughs> That's a good joke. <laughs> I just wanted to highlight how good that joke was. <laughs> um, so yeah, they, they've got the guy. Well, they think the elf is dead. Well, but why do they think the elf is dead? Because he looks pretty dead and they've been speared on a spike. He got speared on a spike? Yeah. So he fell in the hole. Yeah, and then was gravely injured. They've yeeted him out, but they think that he's dead. Yeah, so their plan was to chop him up and hide him, right? Because, yeah, because they're not allowed to capture elves. They're not, well, they don't know he's an elf. But they, think, as far as they're concerned, so they they like, like there's a dead human on their property that they want to dispose of. So at that point, the adults think we've accidentally trapped a human. Yeah. Um, old man old yeah white, and he's died man. in our trap that we've made maybe the, illegally the kid pietari thinks that they've captured the santa claus uh-huh but neither of those are correct they've actually yes. captured an elf yeah okay and so and then <laughs> there's a lot to fucking get your head around with this movie and you were bored what the fuck? No, I shouldn't have been bored. <laughs> I shouldn't have been, which is the which is the big crime. I should not have been bored by this, but yet I was. 
Um, well, maybe if you'd been conscious throughout most of it, I wouldn't I have to explain it to you I was conscious for now. the first hour and five minutes. <laughs> and then when he got to the end, I was like, oh, yeah, it's this. Good night. Oh, God. But yeah, the, the other guy who works at the slaughterhouse with Pietari's dad, for whatever reason, always has gingerbread on him. <laughs> Yeah. So apparently gingerbread works like smelling salts for elves and that kind of revives him because he's lying on the table. They think he's dead and he starts sniffing. Right. Which those, I thought was quite a nice moment. <laughs> when you when someone's unconscious and they you were trying to wake them up and you hold the thing underneath. The and smelling salts. Oh, that's a horrible smell. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they, for some reason in the third act as well, when they're throwing gingerbread mentors and they're always chasing it. Yeah. I'm like, what? I don't. Is that a thing? Like elves love gingerbread? Well, they do in this. They've created their own law. Folklore, you know, I said we would be stretching the limits of this uh, theme. And I meant it. I don't, I wouldn't say that you're stretching the limits of the theme by picking this. In all honesty, like it is based on folklores. It's based on a Loosely, few, yeah. a few folk, folklores. But they've kind of thrown in, they've given it their own stamp. They've thrown in their own stuff as well. Yeah, they, they do. They do. They take a couple of ideas and then kind of put their own spin on it. Yeah. But there's a lot a lot of moving parts to kind of think about and and kind of wrap your head around. But it's not sort of so dense that you can't decipher it unless you've been sleeping. <laughs> or you're not very bright like me. <laughs> oh, shut it, you. I have to say, this is the part where I drastically disagree with your assessment that this isn't a horror film. Which which part? When the when the elf comes to because he savagely attacks the other guy when he's on his own kind of bites his face and then he's just hunched in the corner really menacingly mm. that's creepy if it weren't for the 198 old man dicks in this film this would be like the perfect pg-13 horror movie this would be the perfect sort of intro to horror for a kid right okay yeah it wouldn't be pg-13 because of all the dicks in it well yeah if it weren't for that that's what i'm saying is it what is this then is this a an 18 or i think it's a 15 in this country which is wild that you can show that many dicks in a 15 certificate. Well, they're just dicks, who cares? I mean, I think they were predominantly CGI, but... Probably. <laughs> I don't think they could afford that many extras. Probably. I and might... then treat them for hypothermia afterwards. <laughs> so you don't think that that's creepy at all, then? The guy sort of huddled, looking menacingly. It's, it's a naked dude that they found in the dead of winter, mm. who's got blood on his face because he's just attacked somebody. They thought he was dead. He's not dead. That's pretty sticky. That's pretty creepy to me. I guess so. I'm not saying it scared me. I guess so. I don't know. It's but, it's hard. To, it's hard to say. Like it's um. How did I feel? I definitely. I wasn't creeped out by this. What like in any way? Well, no, me either. But I'm saying this is where I think the the tag of horror movie is valid. I suppose so. I didn't. I didn't read it as creepy at the time. But if okay. you're saying it's creepy, then it's creepy. I think it's certainly meant to be. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, old man with blood on his mouth. Yeah, when you say it back to me, I guess it is. But at the time, I was, didn't really think anything of it. It doesn't sound great, does Probably it? Probably says more about me than it does anything else. But but um, their first thought at this point is, we could sell him. <laughs> we can recoup all of our lost earnings from the dead reindeer. Do they do they say that immediately, or is that is that not after they've reared them all into the pen? No, no, no. Do the, they think the, the re- putting them in the pen is right at the end? Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. But do, do, do they have the idea of selling him? Yeah, they before? call up the Indiana Jones guy. Oh yeah, of course they do. Yeah. And they put the elf in the Santa costume, put him in a cage, and put him on the back of the truck, and then go to meet Indiana Jones dude mm. for a, a handover for money because they get dollar signs in their eyes. When I yeah. say dollar signs, just replace that with whatever currency they use in Finland. Euro. Euros. I um and he thinks that he's going to procure a Santa Claus because they describe him as such because that's what they think he is. That's yeah. what they believe him to be. But when uh, Indiana Jones guy sees him, he's like, no, no, that's an elf. So did he think that they had actually caught the Krampus thing? Well, I don't know. Or is this another scenario where you just say because plot? Because plot, right? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I mean, they're right next to the airport hangar, which contains actual ice block containing santa claus so presumably indiana jones guy would have known that so i I don't know what he was expecting but he's he's off very quickly he dies very quickly yeah he gets a an axe to the face i think doesn't he is that him or is that someone else i don't know but there you go horror an axe to the face you're right you're right there is that one frame 
<laughs> where there's some someone's got blood on their face and they've got an axe in it where you could describe that one frame as horror you're right therefore horror movie i rest my case your honor <laughs> yeah he gets off pretty quickly and i do you know i was trying to think because you've said to me a couple of times that this is a comedy yeah there and, are moments and i'm thinking in my head so that must mean that it's funny <laughs> god <laughs> yes well, but there, there's there's a couple of times, one time when I smirked and one time where I actually laughed. And one of the times I smirked is when, it, going back to the beginning of the film, when they're mm-hmm. think, figuring out that it's Santa and he hands out the cars, no smoking, no swearing. I thought that was quite amusing. Yeah. And that's when I smirked. Right. <laughs> and then the time that I laughed is when they were talking about money and they said 85,000 and he said plus 22% VAT. <laughs> yeah. And that's when I laughed. And then he said it again at the end and I didn't laugh that time. I noticed I that. The first time. You very pointedly didn't laugh the second time. <laughs> if I'd have done it a third time, it would have been funny again. Oh, God. So skip to the end. They wind up in the airport hangar. They see giant Santa Claus frozen in a block of ice with two insanely large horns protruding. Yeah. And. That's when they find out uh, why all of their radiators were stolen. And the children. Well, yeah, I'm less concerned about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. I, w- I want to know where all my electrical equipment went. Why am I so cold? <laughs> where's my hairdryer? Oh, where's Trevor? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's in bed. Yeah, there was right. a lump in bed. It must be him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so they, they stumble upon this. They find all the kids. They find out that Yuso is just an absolute bitch because he's crying his eyes out. Is Yuso the mullet boy? Mullet guy, yeah. Right. One of these days that'll go in. Um, <laughs> the the in- English-speaking guy picks up the hairdryer, smells it, and said, this is my wife's. Yeah, so they did talk about a woman again, you see. <laughs> it still doesn't pass the Bechdel <laughs> test. <laughs> the fact that there are no female characters is the second comparison to the thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's the second commonality. But it had a uh, the hairdryer, which is uniquely female. Yeah, you never dry your hair, do you? No. You just walk around with wet hair all mm-hmm. the time, 24-7. I never blow dry my hair with sea salt spray. No. No. You use more product than I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. But it, I don't know, it did make me laugh, the fact that there was no women in this, and it's a hairdryer. Yeah, and that's the like identifying. Like you say, he smells like, it. Yeah, yeah, that's probably another time where I almost smirked. Yeah. What the fuck does it smell of? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Apart from anything, like so strange. Um and also how were those radiators plugged in? Cuz mm. shouldn't there be like plumbing and there's there are steps that haven't been well, taken. Well, you can get just plug-in heaters, I guess. So as, But they specifically they... said radiators. Mm. I've never been to Finland. <laughs> I have. It's very cold. <laughs> but not that bit. So I don't know. I guess they must have just had a lot of sockets in that warehouse because you can't put heaters into um, extension sockets either because it's not very safe. So you have to put them directly into the mains. So even but if, then if, the, if they'd started a fire, that might have helped their cause. I guess so, yeah. Maybe that was part of the plan. <laughs> but it sped up the process. They were hoping some of these electrical things were going to fail and then it would set fire and he would melt immediately. And and the children would have been cooked, ready for him to eat. Is he cooking the kids then? No, I think he was just going to eat them whole. He's going to eat them. He's going to... Sm- and he's- Al dente. <laughs> you have to throw the kid at the wall. Yeah. If it sticks to the wall, it's, it's ready, yeah. If it slides down, it needs longer. <laughs> Um, so he's going to smack the kids, then throw them at the wall and yeah. try and eat them. Yeah. That's the sequence of events. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, radiators. <laughs> um, they've got the radiators. They've got the kids. Their plan is to... Or Piet, Pietri's plan. Pietari's plan, yeah. He notices that there's a load of dynamite. Uh-huh. And... Didn't I say to you, oh, it's very convenient that they've got all this... Di- they can't afford... To, they, they're going to lose all this money from the deer herding or whatever. But It's not their dynamite. dynamite. But you did explain to me that it's a dynamite that belongs to the people that were blowing up the mountain. Yeah, they were excavi- which, excavating. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it and wasn't just, just like... <laughs> Like, Plot device. Oh, look. <laughs> Explosives. Yeah, you're right. You're <laughs> Said right. Acme on the side. This was meant to happen over one evening, I'm guessing. Yeah. So they built their own ladders. <laughs> yeah. Um, they managed to get up and sellotape and, and their ladders to the side of the ice block or whatever that contained the Santa Claus. They drilled and inserted so many explosives yep, there, in this block of ice. There was a lot of sticks of dynamite just yeah. just, just sticking out of this, these ice, this, this ice cube. It looked like the world's weirdest Kristingle orange. What is a Kristingle orange? 
<laughs> We've had this conversation before. All right, it's for the Christingle service. It's an orange and it's got a candle in the top and a ribbon around it and loads of like cocktail sticks with dolly mixtures and stuff on. That's right. And you walk down and you have the candle lit and then yeah. you're allowed to eat them afterwards, which what? was the only reason I enjoyed it as a child. Fair enough. Chris Tingle. Isn't that another name for um, Santa Claus? <laughs> Is that. You're thinking of Chris Kringle. Miracle on 34 Street. <laughs> Oh, Are we playing word association now? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, so you're right. It does look a bit like that, where they're sticking the dynamite out, out of the ice rather than a stick in an orange. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to blow him up and they cut his horns off for some reason. Well, they're, they're hunters. That kind of made sense to me. Yeah. But, the but kid- you're not going to get more big game than that, are you? Big game. Big game. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and connections through lines so the kid the kid's like right blow up um santa claus <laughs> i'm gonna go and tell someone to fly in a helicopter and take the kids in a the giant sack in a, a giant sack, sack of children a sack of children yeah i'm gonna fly them away and maybe the elves are gonna follow us into a pen which they did why were they doing that why didn't they just blow up everybody in that warehouse uh plot <laughs> right, okay <laughs> Okay. That's just going to be my rebuttal for okay. every question. Just just so we know that <laughs> we're on the same page here. Well, just, just, I don't... Uh, they, obviously, at the end of the movie... Well, they obviously don't see the elves as a massive threat. So th- here's my theory, right? What if Santa Claus is like the head vampire? In vampire movies, when you kill the head vampire, all the other vampires go back to normal. So maybe in this instance, if you kill the head Santa, all of the other Santas <laughs> become normal again. Yeah. And they don't have their baser instincts where they just go feral for children and gingerbread. I was kind of thinking along the same lines as that. If they kill the big Santa, what's going to happen to these other Santas? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't clear to me why they didn't just blow them up all in one location. Well, they didn't. Like having one creature's blood on your hands is fine, but having 199 is something entirely different. But if they're biting people's ears off and (laughs) and stealing children... Look, I didn't write this film, okay? No. And listen, it gets to the end and they they figure out that they're going to make money out of them. So I can understand understand that. But at that point, they didn't know that they were going to do that. That was a very last minute, like, oh, what can we do with these elves? Plot. But yeah, so the kids like, um, I'm going to rescue you all. Plus, these Santa people are going to go in the pen. <laughs> Pietari becomes the little hero. He he does a thing. Doesn't he do a thing where he jumps off a thing and says, like, I'm going to die, but I'm a hero now? Well, so what? the pen is closed. And the only way to open it is for one person to go onto the ground and open it manually. Yeah. Um, and the guy driving the helicopter can't do that because then all the children would die. <laughs> So Pietari's like, I'm going I'm to sacrifice myself. I'm going to be the hero. Um, don't worry about me. Yeah. But it turns out that we, my theory was correct. And, well, our theory, when the big Santa is exploded, the elves don't really give a shit. But they, it's not like they go back to being, I don't know, who were they before they were elves? Were I think they... they were always elves. I don't think they were like old men who were taken from a normal life. Yeah. <laughs> Because there is that weird part where they find a passport and I'm thinking, oh, were they just regular humans? But it turns out that that passport belonged to one of the workers at the mountain. Yeah. So it's not that. So Brian Green or something. Yeah, and that's it. Wasn't he in Beverly Hills 90210? I don't believe I was on the television <laughs> program. 90120. <laughs> yeah. That's what you mean. That's the English version. <laughs> it's the right version. <laughs> if there is a right version of Beverly Hills 90120. <laughs> The kids, he didn't die, basically. He didn't die. He's alive. You sound so disappointed that he didn't I, die. It would have been interesting if he actually died, yeah. That would have been that's, something. That's not this film. F- right, first of all, let's talk about the music. We haven't even touched on the music. I really enjoy the score for this movie. Okay. This is not a pun, but it's very Elfman-esque. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. But it is. It made me think of like some sort of whimsical Danny Elfman score. Like yeah. it's very family friendly action adventure and actually the score is kind of big for the fact that like this is actually quite a a small film all told but the the score adds so much i really enjoyed it yeah it's it's trying to do something it is trying to do that spielbergian kind of spielbergian that's a good word yeah kids on an adventure kind of thing but with a darker undertone 
Yeah, I guess so. I can see what it's going for. Yeah. yeah. I can see what it's going for. Yeah. Um, but you still think it's shit. I, I, don't, I didn't like this movie. <laughs> I didn't. I thought it was pretty shit. I, I, I'm sorry. You don't have to apologize. I, I feel I feel bad because most people like it, and um, I'm, so what? And uh, like, I, I don't. I'm not a fan really of Christmas. I don't. Well, neither neither that am can I. Get fucked. <laughs> I don't like children. Um, I don't like films about children particularly. Um, <laughs> I will say, Onita Miller in this was great. Uh, I thought he was great, and I find kids in films was, generally to be quite annoying. But he, he didn't annoy me. Yeah, he was all right. He was all right. Yeah. You're On right. a scale of like, what's it? What's the least annoying child in a film? Uh, the least annoying child. The least ever annoying. in a film. Yeah. The kids from Jurassic Park. The the girl no, from Jurassic Park. They're pretty annoying. She's all right. No, they're pretty annoying. Oh, okay. I was going to say Kevin McAllister. You think he's not annoying? Uh, if you're a criminal, he's pretty annoying. I guess. <laughs> if you're Joe Pesci or Daniel Stern. <laughs> I don't know. That's an impossible question. I can't possibly answer that. Who's okay. the least annoying child? Well, I was going to say, like, on a scale from, all right, on a scale from Kevin McAllister to the child from the Babadook, he's yeah. he's at the lower end. Is the one in the Babadook annoying? He screams all the time. I don't remember. Well, well it's about that time. Mm. Do you want to give me your final thoughts on Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale? Um, I think, for me, I would have liked it if it was, if they'd lean into the comedy a bit more. I know you say it's a comedy. I didn't feel like it was a comedy. There were 198 dicks. You know how some films like have on in have the 198th records. minute for five seconds. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like when when some films get notorious, like Wolf of Wall Street, apparently says the word "fuck" more than 500 times. Right. This has to hold some sort of record, right? For the, mo- Outside for, for of the most porn. amount of penises. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It must do. Yeah. Most old man dong in any film ever. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, and I respect it for that. But it, it's not something. <laughs> but only for that. <laughs> but it's, it's not like, it's not every yardstick when I'm watching a film, like when we do our top 10 list of, of, of last year that's available on Patreon. You're welcome. Oh, there are only 176 old man <laughs> yeah. dicks in this one. It's not good this enough. This loses a star because <laughs> there's not enough man dicks in it. I don't know. It's not really a yardstick. I was just like, yeah, that's, I've not seen that before. That's pretty weird. But it's like a, <laughs> a very throwaway thing. Okay. I, I don't know. It's almost like this movie has been built up too much around the old dicks. Like you're never going to believe this movie. There's old man dicks in it. And it happens right at the end. I'm like... Yeah, okay. Fine. But I've been bored for the last hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's weird. It's never been done before. I, that was funny and different, but way too late. And then there was maybe a couple of jokes in there that didn't work for me. Maybe there was stuff in there that I didn't notice was jokes. Were jokes. I don't know. I, because I, I you just, were asleep at the time. Maybe, maybe. And I just thought the first hour was so fucking slow. For, for a movie that's not even an hour and a half, I thought they, they just, the pacing of this was way off, way off. Okay. Well, I could not disagree more. This is the worst film that we've watched for this podcast. <gasps> Are you kidding? No, it's not even close really. We've watched Police Academy 7. Okay, I Damn. forgot about police. <laughs> All right, no. reevaluate. Okay, listen, I forgot that we did police academy seven. <laughs> this is head and shoulders above Mission to Moscow. <laughs> Although there's there's more men spitting eggs into other <laughs> men's mouths in that than there is in this. I can't disagree with and that. And that is my yardstick for comedy, right? <laughs> um, I yeah, you're right. There's probably one or two Police Academy movies that are worse than this one. <laughs> and I didn't love Life Force, but I thought there was more creative stuff to enjoy in Life Force than there was in this one. I was quite bored by this for 87% of the running time. Okay. Sorry. Well, um, like I've said, I couldn't disagree more. I, I really get a lot out of this film. I, I'm biased because... Obviously, it's in folklore season. That's my jam. This is right up my street. I think the stories of Santa in any iteration, like it's an it's a man with a beard who crawls down people's fucking chimneys on Christmas Eve. That's ripe for a sinister retelling. Yeah, if there's a man trying to crawl into your hole in a dead of night, <laughs> then there's a way Call to tell the police it. immediately. <laughs> there's a way to tell that story, and it'd be frightening. <laughs> but I think it doesn't take much imagination <laughs> to conjure up a, a scary story around that kind of intrusion 
No. Um, and despite what you've said about it not necessarily fitting into the mold of a horror film in your mind, mm. I think this is quite a dark film in a lot of regards. I think it sort of rails against the Disneyfication of Christmas and Christmas movies. Like this is yeah. the antithesis to a Hallmark Christmas bullshit movie. Mm. And they even make jokes about it, like the whole Coca-Cola commodifying Santa Claus for their own gain. And they they poke fun at that sort of stuff. Mm. So to my mind, it's really fun. It's just, a, it's a super fun movie. It doesn't require a lot of thought. I like the characters for the most part. Unlike you, I thought it breezed by at like 78 minutes. My only real gripe is that sort of selling off these old men into slavery at the end is super weird. Yeah. Um, but I did like... I don't know. It, it kind of punctuated the film quite nicely. And I appreciated that we got the little logo and the title card right at the end mm. instead of the start. There were yeah. some interesting choices that I appreciate. Yeah, it was definitely a weird one. It was definitely, there were there were some interesting choices made. Having now seen the original short, I kind of wished that they would have maybe adapted the first short. Okay. In a, if it had done it more documentary style. For my own personal taste, I do enjoy documentary style stuff. If it's done right, maybe that would have worked for me a bit more than uh, trying to do the earnest father-son storyline at the beginning and trying to, you know, create this world and these people around this thing and the mountain didn't entirely work for me. I think I enjoyed the short way more. Yeah. Um, you might enjoy Troll Hunter. I don't. Am I going to enjoy that? Because I've thought about that before, and I maybe I've even tried to put it on once and switched it off after four minutes. Well, maybe you wouldn't enjoy. It. I'll take it back. <laughs> maybe I do that a lot with films. I've done that with a lot of films. Just in terms of like the found footage nature of it, like that's more in keeping with a documentary. Is style. that a comedy? Uh, comedy horror. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In the, in a similar vein to this. Yeah. Maybe. Similar part of the world as well. Maybe. So. It can't be any worse than Rear Exports, can it? <laughs> Sorry. Well, like I said, hard disagree. Listen, I'm glad you enjoy it. And if you're listening and you enjoy it, I'm glad that you enjoy it. And I, I wish that I did too. But no, we've talked about it now, so I never need to think about this again. Thankfully. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> I might go and put Rare Exports again. All right. So I can have 78 minutes to myself. <laughs> what are we doing next week? Well, next week, we're taking it back to the 90s again for another 90s movie, 1996, for the movie Freeway. Which is another first time watch for you? Um, Maybe. <laughs> okay. Because it's got Reese Witherspoon and Kiefer Sutherland in it, for some reason... Is that ringing a bell? It's ringing a bell. Has this got Gerard Depardieu in it? No. <laughs> no, maybe I haven't seen it. <laughs>